Welcome to the Boring Podcast. Restocking the jerk store one episode at a time. Real stories, ranting, and resentment. Because sometimes hating is healing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very, very special edition of the Boring Podcast. We're, we're joined by a very special guest, by the way, the man who does all of our wonderful graphics for our YouTubes and our websites and our advertisements in Ethiopia, all the billboards we did in Ethiopia for our Ethiopian listeners. Uh, Jason here did them. Jason, welcome to the Boring Podcast. Hello, hello everybody. Did, did, did you apologize. actually... Ha- I wanted to know, do you actually have to listen to the episode to do the graphics? Because that seems like a terribly (laughs) thankless job. It's funny that you say that. I was just going to say, I apologize for cutting your uh, streaming audience in half tonight by being on the show. Um, Because I do watch the show live a lot of times. Uh, He's he's also Chelsea's husband. No, but wouldn't that be (laughs) hilarious? That would be a fantastic story. tonight. Um, How did you meet? (laughs) We were live watchers on this terrible podcast. They're at the boring podcast meetup, which is just an alleyway or a bus stop or a train station. Huh. I thought there'd be more people here. (laughs) Sometimes I just go by the, sometimes I don't have it in me and I just go by whatever's written in the YouTube. And those are usually the more simple ones. Sometimes I listen uh, and uh, try to get something. It depends. Because those titles sometimes are just like, I don't know what to do with this. They're just, yeah, nobody. You know what I mean? They're just too insane. I was like, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, like, uh, like we put babies in a blender. And I was like, I Most people just hit the remove from feed button, and then they just go about their day. Hey, we got a we got a YouTube comment. That's oh, uh, not an Andrew. everyday occurrence. Hi, Andrew. Nice. Good for joining us. We'll see the trains. The trains topic has already drawn people no. in because that's what we're going to be talking about. This we talked about it last episode. This is exclusively a train episode. We're all experts here on trains in some measure. It may not be as conductors or engineers, but all of us are experts on trains. It's a passion for the podcast. But I got to tell you, before we get into the trains, why I'm happy to talk about trains and take my mind off of cars because last night I'm lying in my bed with my wife, as you do, and in the middle of the night, like four in the morning, I hear like a bang and I'm like, uh, well, is that worth getting out of bed for? Maybe, maybe not. So I lie there another 10 minutes. What what type of bang? Like, is that the bang where you're like, "Eh, is that a gunshot or like what what type of bang? Glass shattering. Yeah. It wasn't a gunshot. My my child wasn't crying. My dogs weren't barking. I was like, I sat there. I was like, all right, if somebody was in my garage, I'd be able to hear them rifling around. I mean, I was like, maybe it was a raccoon. So I don't hear anything more. I go back to sleep. Next raccoons day, notoriously make huge banging, banging noises. Yeah. People tape yeah. symbols to the raccoons in my neighborhood. They walk around like little fucking symbol monkeys all the time. I don't know why they don't. But I wake up. We go out to take my kid to daycare today. Walk outside. And I find a piece of plastic on the, on the, like the ground next to the car. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. And Sandy's like, I wonder if that's from my car. And I went, well, I wouldn't be on this side. That's ridiculous. Then she walks around to her side. And sure as shit, some fuck bag has smashed in the right side of her car, completely like bent the wheel well in, destroyed the car. And also, thank God didn't destroy my car, but has taken off like a, like my my door handle a little bit. Just, it just fucked. 
What kind of a wait? What, what kind of a so, so somebody pulled into your driveway into no, that? No, no. I so we park. We have our eight hundred pound gate onto our patio, right? But we keep a lot of shit on the patio. We don't put our cars inside because we have a ton of street parking. So we just park in front of the house. But somebody mm. at four in the morning was either drunk or texting and just slammed into both of our cars and then just Probably pieced both. out. Just drove away. Yeah. Got both of them. Two for. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Well, uh, Seth Rogen says that's okay. He just leaves <laughs> notes to people who run into his car. So this guy, was it Seth Rogen? Did he learn a lesson? He's like, I am spending way too much money leaving these notes around LA. Now he just, he just fucking drives away. Cause it no, no. And my dad, you know, my hilarious dad, you guys want uh, on the podcast so often he's like, well, why don't you do one of two things? Why don't you go to body shops and ask them if anybody brought in a car with front damage? And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, in LA, that's it's it's one thing if you're in like a small town, maybe, but LA, I mean, in my neighborhood alone, there's 50 body shops. Yeah, your dad's on a flight right now coming to uh, lead the investigation. He's actually flying out here next week. I should just wait and be like, go do it. Go at go ahead. He would. I should do a Columbo, like show up in a train. He could take like a uh, get a film crew, like a a better call Saul film crew, and uh. Film them. Make it a documentary. <laughs> the great side swipe. <laughs> Ryan's car coming soon to YouTube. <laughs> well, anyway, so we're on to trains. Unless anybody has any good side swiping car stories they want to share. I mean, I did do that once, but I left a note. Idiot. I left a note and I paid for it. Damn. I, well, that's so nice it wasn't a side swipe per, sway, per se. It was I was pulling out of um, uh, uh, a check. Pulling out of a prostitute on, a, on the hood of someone's car, and I got caught. Um, I, well, somebody asked me to get uh, – he said we were at um, Cantor's or the – Oh, yeah, the Cantor's next, Deli. Oh, this is in L.A., okay. Yeah, the bar next to – yeah, this was a long time ago. The bar next to Cantor's, the um, – whatever that was called. What's that little place called? The Kibitz, Kibitz Oh, room? the Kibitz Room? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we were hanging around the kibitz room and we were parked in the Cannon's parking lot. My friends was trying to, I believe my friend was trying to make plans to get laid in, in the next few minutes, like meet me at my house. So he's like, I need a minute to talk to this girl. Would you go so, get my car? So, oh, I was like, so, you, so I jumped in my car and drove away. I, jumped in my car. I don't want to see anybody close the deal. <laughs> trying to avoid seeing any of it. And so he says, go get my car and then meet me at, uh, at the corner. And he's got a Jeep. So when I, <clears throat> like the, the steering's just different. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. And the wheels return. This is a boring story. And, but I, oh no, it's, it's not that boring. boring. Almost, that's that's <laughs> all we tell. <laughs> boring I almost hit some, like I didn't know until like I heard somebody scream. Like, <laughs> oh, good. And then, then there was a thump and I ran over something. <laughs> and, and then I, there was I a second look. thump and then a third and a fourth and thump as I backed over yeah. them to make sure. And then there was no more screaming. There was a scream. And then and then I didn't know what to do, so I put it in forward. Um, and then there was and then everyone was just you know it's LA, so everyone's got a real attitude. And this one girl's like, "You just scraped the shit out of that guy's truck." And uh, and I did. I, I, I took his bumper half off, so I left it. So I left a note as quickly as I possibly could, so I wasn't breaking the law. But I was also nervous about how much maybe I had consumed. Well, so yeah. I I just wrote a fucking note and I got the fuck out of there. 
And then, you know, and then I paid for it. I paid, I paid Did you meet the guy at the corner or were you just like, peace? <laughs> I'll get you tomorrow morning. Gotta well, go. No, Gotta his, flee the scene well, of a no, crime. It was his car. It was his car. <laughs> and I had to, I paid for his shit and I paid for the other person's shit. Um, and I was sort of pissed about all of it altogether. But I mean, it was, you know, it was my neglect. So it was yeah. tight, though. The, the parking spot yeah. was tight. The wheels were weird. It happens. Nobody got, I mean, when I say somebody screamed, they were just, Overreacting uh, when Who they would were just scream a, over that. They situation. were just being a. There, being that a woman. is not a screamworthy situation. Like you're a <laughs> no, bystander, I know. That's, and, that's and someone bumps of... into a car. You go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot of overreaction. I knew. I I had a feeling I knew whose truck it was, and I didn't want to talk <laughs> to that guy either. So I because I, I at the time I was at the kibitz room frequently. And and I, I was a regular and I knew the people and I, it was a guy. My, in the my opening line to everyone was, hey, do you know the truck? Do you drive a truck here? You <laughs> truck drive a truck. <laughs> so I knew all the truck people. I mean, but that was a solid like 15 years ago. So it's well, a, that like, was a safe story. Safe a story boring truck. story. <laughs> On to the trains. Now I brought then. their train conductor hats. Mine was in the wash. It was a tragic situation i took it to the cleaners and they were closed today that's why i'm not wearing my conductor hat if, uh, if i'm wearing it if i'm wearing well, a conductor's hat it's a condom i do you guys own those condoms they sell the novelty condoms they sell at every train station jason I, you bring your conductors do i you actually own, own the, the, best, the best i could do was i have the oh nice the the, 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 the hobo scarf <laughs> Wow. And happy LGBTQIJK, everybody. <laughs> I think I think they'll let you drive a train if you just show up wearing one of those. You show up with a scarf. I'm the conductor. Don't think. Tell. I know. I've seen it happen before. It's this, pretty common, actually. This is authoritative. Now then, so we will be talking exclusively about trains, what we know about trains on this show. We'll tell you facts about trains. Things that you didn't know about train history, the people that have been on trains, famous train stories, whether or not you can bring pets and service animals on trains, and much more. So welcome to Train Spurts. Now, who can name the song that played their famous train song from history? I know one of you guys knows it. Banjo Willie. Yes, Banjo Willie. That's right. It's Banjo Willie. I ate a mouse off the train tracks. Really good song. Solid 1932. It's actually famous my uh, train coal shoveler man, Banjo Willie. He did a lot of yeah. the shoveling of the coal into the, uh, you know, keep the train going. Famous. Um, he actually invented the workout that you see popular popularized. I can't talk at gyms where it's like a shovel and then. Pull. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. You know, people Kinda think like- it's like a row. It's not, it's not a row. It's, uh, you know, those, uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. boxcar yeah, flap, man, the two man yes, train. It's, it's called the boxcar flap. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> yeah. it's a modification of that. That's yeah, true. You know, and, it's, and that and actually people- led to, to kettleballs. Um, right or kettle yeah. kettle bells maybe is what they're called actually i think um people they were called kettle balls much- well no you're right originally they were called kettle balls uh and they were used within the train engine as the ball yes. bearings uh, they indeed, had, indeed. attached a handle at them and you work out with them 
In fact, ninety percent of, of our modern exercises today can be traced directly <laughs> to the train. So, you know, I know bad. you guys know this, um, but I'll just pose it as a trivia question: What Olympic sport was based upon uh, throwing coal into the coal fire oven? Pole vaulting, ski shooting. It's a shot put. So ah. famous uh, train Coleman, uh, Lars and Hans out of Germany. Uh, they were both born in 1848, I believe. If my memory serves me correct. Yeah. yeah. They were known it, it, it far and wide for, for, for getting that coal. And, and what they did is they started stacking the coal farther away from the coal oven. And then they would throw it. They would have a competition. Who like could? A yeah, exactly. And people saw this. So it became a famous train. You know, because it had glass windows where people could actually watch them throwing coal into the coal oven as the passed. So the owners of the train, the uh, Guggenheim, uh, they said, well, we can make money off these guys. So they, they glassed in that train and uh, people knew, oh, this is when the Guggenheim is passing our village. So they would they would watch and they would yep. also uh, throw in money into the boxes that they had set up along the railway and uh, the train actually paid for itself in, in a matter of years. It was, it was a marvelous feat. So. Incredible. Actually, and, and, oh, go ahead, Jason. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's where, that's where the invention of tempered glass came in because yes. they, had to, they had to cancel that train because the heat had caused the glass enclosure to, 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 to shatter and, and then it sliced. A lot of deaths. A lot yeah. of deaths. That was the yeah. most, you know, that was the highest shot put related death toll in history. Well, if you look at this, because it, if, not in the thousands. If you look at the chart of shot put related deaths, it spiked around 1852. And, and again, then, in COVID times. Yeah. Yeah. And as Jason said, <laughs> they, then they get the tempered glass and, and pole vaulting related glass deaths, but the, almost zero. I mean, there were still yeah. some here and there because, you know. People had bad aim, but you know it was it was very level back in until right twenty twenty. But the bad aim didn't. It wasn't all bad because that's the thing they don't realize is so you had these these coal mine you know these coal guys the uh, the Guggenheim brothers or the Guggenheims owned it the Dusseldorf brothers so they're throwing the coal chunks right and of course you know coal coal dust is flowing up into the air and people are watching right and they what they do they had little holes you can put your face through to watch. The event, right? For the high ticket, the VIP passengers, mm -hmm. you could watch this event. You could watch the coal throwing and the shot putting. And what would happen is the coal dust coming up would cover their faces in a black soot. And those people turned around and those were the first minstrel shows in Germany. Yes. It, 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 well, a lot of people got don't know this name, too. Yeah. Sorry, but with, with the coal dust, I got to point this out because nobody knows this. It's very overlooked by you know, most people in the health space, especially coal dust, breathing it in, actually very good for you. Yes. Um, longevity. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a nice boost of energy um, when you breathe it in, which led to the dancing. So that, well, yeah. think about did this. you know that you coal dust charcoal. is actually an aphrodisiac in some parts of Central Asia? Oh, don't I yeah. know it? Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, Jason, you, you, you've traveled I there, I, yeah, I believe. Your travels, Jason, tell us about your conquest. Um. <laughs> Well, I mean, don't be bashful. Legally, I mean, technically, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but <laughs> in uh, there's an island in Asia called um, uh, Kintafui, uh, nice. where 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 you can you can you can burn. You can, there's a certain bar where uh, it's celebrated. Burning the burning of the coal is celebrated, and you. Um, I mean, I guess this comes to the train because you you shot put. 
you shot put the coal into the fire pit, right? right. And then and then uh, there's there's like women who are competing for your attention for the evening, and they all run from from an outside circle to be the first to grab the coal that made it into the fire. Wouldn't and it be so hot? Wouldn't you have a bunch of well, lobster yeah, fingered girls? You but grab have fingers melt. Is that the erotic? Oh God, is that what you're into? You're into, the, you're into into flipper hand jobs. It's not. Flip, it's, a, it's a cat. It's a callus. Oh, okay. a callus, and it is why that this land is so sought after uh, is because of <laughs> that callus hand. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. So it's not a beauty, that's, actually. That's, that's what Kuka to Kanafu translates to: calloused hands. Calloused hands yeah. in its native uh, Swahili. Plus, also they're they're constantly they're fishing with those hands in the in the daytime. So it's, right. it's a good practice because they're grabbing the fish with their hands, grabbing the fish with their hands. Constantly. And some of those fish bite, and then you have the buildup yeah, of calluses, right, and you're like, oh, it doesn't hurt me anymore. Whereas yeah, if not. one of us tried to fish with our hands there, we would, you know, be crying like little little girls Forget in a that. matter of minutes. So yeah, not only that, but fish are slippery, and you get the calloused hands, and it actually gives you traction, so you can grab the fish. It's uh, right. really, it all comes together, really. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a fascinating story of uh, of man overcoming not only nature, but using that skill to overcome engineering feats. So that's one story we'll share with you guys. Another one I thought might be interesting is just we talk about train tracks, right? And everybody knows, you know, they, the Chinese laid a lot of train track. Yes, they did. I acknowledge that. But let's not forget the forgotten people that also helped lay train tracks, which is uh, the mole people. That lived mm. under virtually every single desert. You know, you hear people talk about our modern subways and the people that live underground there, right? You don't hear about people that lived in caves all around the deserts in the Wild West that helped. They'd, they'd rush out, kind of like uh, the Jawas in Star Wars. They'd rush out, yeah. well, eager to lay track, and nobody. these people have been written out of history. Frankly, it's wrong. Yeah. Well, you know right. who's exploiting them currently? I mean, the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, well-known to basically employ these people in, under slave labor conditions. The, the Hyperloop in LA, this new uh, tunnel in Vegas. Um, you don't become the world's richest man by paying market uh, rates and union pay. No, 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 no. Yep. You exploit labor, and he's done that to perfection. The, these myths of cost overrun uh, on these trains in, in California, they're just another way to get further government subsidies, which you know uh, obviously is really... Really gets me going, but I, I'll, I'll uh, the subsidies. Yes, we're keep, well, we're trying to keep this show non-political. We're trying exactly. to focus on <laughs> the okay. trains. We yeah, keep let's, it on. The let's train. bring it. Let's bring it back to the mole people because they Brilliant. deserve yes. their time. They deserve their moment. Like Brian said, they've been written out of the history books. They're I mean, you can in some obscure history books you can find some stories, but I think you the most impressive. Google. Yeah, yeah. If, well, you, Google, maybe if you use like uh like pre-search, one of those, you know, um, well, bootleg sites that, you know, give you some better results. But where, the mole people, pound for pound, the fastest, the fastest people around, the strongest people around. And a lot of people don't know this about building train tracks. You have to have an eye for wood. You got to know which wood to use. And the mole people, not only are they efficient in procuring the wood, but they're the fastest at laying the wood and then, which obviously leads to the tracks. If you know anything about building train tracks. Yeah. Right. Tempered steel. Right. And the question is, where's the reservations for these people? 
Where are the mole people casinos? I haven't been they're to one. They're underground. What? What? Yeah, I mean, they're, Do they, they, they don't really have time, sure. unfortunately. I mean, they're, it's a different they're... kind of casino. It's like it's just like stones. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just back and forth stones. They're just it, like you know, the prettier stones are worth more, and they oh, bet. Nice. They bet with the stones, and then when somebody has a sack, have you never played Mole Man? No. It's a, no, we played this as children in the streets. Like you would have your bag of pretty stones. It's kind of like a marble, but in the tradition of the Mole Man. When you have taken someone else's stones, like all of that stones, and you've got it into your mole mole stone pouch, you are then able to beat the loser. Right. With the well, that stone, well, with that the, came the from in the pouch. Yeah. Well, beat that's them. from the building beat of the them. trains, right? Because they eventually you'd get all of their stones, and then you'd beat the mole people, so they continue to build, and then you'd give them the stones back one by one. And I believe they actually came to swallow the stones to help with the food digestion, uh, a la the dinosaurs. Like chickens. Oh, and dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Chickens and dinosaurs. Yes. Because obviously. Chickens are dinosaurs. We all yeah. know that. The, uh, well, wait, the, the food quality. What, what is that? Wait, wait, wait. Chickens do with trains. We're, t- we're talking about trains. Well, the- that's, that's for another day. That's for yeah. another day. What is a dinosaur is next week, Odie? Not this week. Yeah, I well, propose. I propose a show on chickens immediately. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. Speaking of dinosaurs, let me show you guys a blast from the train past. I know you guys know this one. Some people called it the most spectacular train crash in history. This is from 1929. So let's share a little bit of our our history on this. Uh, we'll watch it. And you can voice it over. Here we go. So here is our train. Now you can see this is very old. There's a tractor running across. They have a very slow tractor coming across here. Yeah, that's actually that, okay. There's a train. There's a train. There's a train. There's a train. And boom! Oh. Oh. See the who's problem. I can here? tell. I can tell immediately <laughs> that those tracks were not built by the mole people, no. because the mole people, the they never were to build a turn like that. Because that's exactly no. what happens when you build the tracks of that type of turn. Well, and, and they would have built it a little bit too high. They would have made the tracks so high that you can't. If you're some idiot with a tractor, you can't just drive a tractor onto the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there the way, was also uh, no spectators. Uh, that had been banned uh, in 1925. Yes. Uh, I think by uh, Woodrow Wilson. He was concerned about uh, people not paying sufficient attention to, you know, the the ongoing efforts to rebuild Europe. He, he thought people were just dilly-dallying and, and watching too much trains pass by in their free time. He said, no more uh, spectating, and uh, oh, it was no a big scandal. trains, not yes. train crashes, but the trains themselves. Well, uh, that, it was kind of a fortunate byproduct of that outrageous rule um, that there happened to be no bystanders that would have been injured in the crash. Yeah. So, you know, even out of uh, this this horrible scandal, the banning of spectator, uh, the banning of spectators banning on trains spectator. passing by. Yes, uh, I guess so some that was when up. that was when like if a train went by in your town. Yes, yes. Everybody had to avert their eyes. Right yeah. there, yeah. there used to be a dance that everyone would turn do. around. That's where that that's where that that, that yes. kind of came from. People think the salute was taking off your hat. Uh, that's it was nonsense. actually averting your eyes. Yes, from the yes. side of the, of right. the neighborhood train. It and was the, 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 the train whistle was to announce it to you. Make sure you can avoid it before the cops yeah. came around, beat you You're in the showing, face and ears. 
Yeah. You're showing your, your commanding officer the, the respect yes. you showed the train. Yes. Right. Yeah, but, and from, from that clip also, I want to point out at the very end, you saw how efficient they were at getting people off of the train before it burst into flames yeah, was... and killed everyone. Um, that is because they first used exit rows on trains. Mm, right. And they would assign the exit row, just like they do today on planes. They come around, they say, if this train erupts into fiery flames... Are you okay with sacrificing your life to save others? And uh, people would do it. People would do it. And yeah. were I mean, those it seats worked. roomier as well in those trains? I wasn't. They were actually smaller. They were uh, they were the oh. worst seats. Well, so, because yeah. these got these mole people again. I mean, look, the mole people were great at building tracks, but well, they the mole had people seating? were smaller. They were they were smaller physically than. Very that was, people, yeah, very that was one thing they didn't keep in mind. They didn't realize trains are built for humans. Right. You yep. are have, have grown a little. Sp- Short but very wide. That was the oddest thing. Short but wide. What well, anyway? Enough about the mole people. I wanted to ask you guys: What's your favorite moment? If you had to pick one moment in train history, what would your favorite moment be? Oh, well, that's easy for me. Uh, I have a fascination with North Korean trains, as oh. uh, most most of you know already. I, anything train related uh, in North Korea, I, I'm I'm watch any documentary I can find on North Korean trains. So uh, when uh, Kim Il-sung, Kim Il-sung built the first underground train between his various residences. Mm. And uh, he said, no, you're not allowed on to everyone else. I was fascinated by that. I was like your own personal train. What, what a luxury. I thought to myself one day, God willing, I'll grow up to be a communist leader and a, uh, Asian country like that and have my own train system. So, you know, I, I'm still working, still saving. Uh, we'll see what happens. Like, you know, maybe next 10 years. Hopefully. Well, I mean, if you have residences pretty close together, having a train down there shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, exactly. The technology that we know to build your own train. I mean, I, I'm in a similar vein. My favorite train is uh, the one that was located, the runaway train, right? At Disneyland or Disney World, originally built in a similar way to Kim Jong-un, originally built to uh, just a ferry Walt Disney's whores from one one facility to another. He'd bring them in from outside. The runaway train was essentially designed to convince people that the train that these women got on, because Walt Disney's a very wholesome guy, right? He'd hire these prostitutes. And then they get on the train designed to run away. It's out of control, right? You think they, they, you know, mm-hmm. that these prostitutes all die. Walt Disney puts them in the dungeon nobody's the wiser. His reputation stays intact as a family man. But that's what trains can do for you. It can keep your reputation intact. Which so, is so where... With the, enough imagineering. Uh, with enough imagineering. Right, right. Which is where the uh, Soul Asylum song, Runaway Train, actually was, in, it was inspired by that. By the that's whole right. thing. And they were big Disney history buffs as well. Uh, so that's what written. they... If you listen to the lyrics, there's a lot of, uh, you know... Uh, throwbacks or uh, references to Walt Disney and, and his horse. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's hidden in plain sight. I don't know why more, more people don't talk about that. Uh, those lyrics, but every know, soul song, song, every yeah. single soul song song. Written so about was Walt that, Disney. was that the inspiration for the Matterhorn ride or is that a different thing altogether? I think that all tied in. Well, the Matterhorn, I, I mean, I think the Matterhorn was more to get rid of the ladies, you know, you're going up, you put them in the deep freeze, you don't have to worry about them. And, and Walt Disney, this is something a little bit off. This is out of my area of expertise. I'm a trains expert. But Walt Disney also genetically engineered a cannibalistic man beast that actually did used to live in the Matterhorn within the interior of it. The, the uh, that would 
that would just eat the prostitutes. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That fact I did not know. That's, that's interesting. I'm going to have well, to. It's my forthcoming book, Matter Horny, Eat Them Up Yum. Going to come out late June. So oh, okay. keep your eyes, keep your eyes filled. You know, I did see uh, signs for that at the last time I was at um, uh, Books a Million. So they're they're already hyping it heavily. I, I saw a lot of books. people talking to the the cashiers. Books a know, million. Maybe uh, maybe, it's a, books a million. maybe it's a maybe it's a. It's the only bookstore left in the, yeah. in, the in Cleveland, in the continental <laughs> United States. I'm sure I've heard of them in other locations as well. It has all it's of the, the books. One store. Deshaun, is it Deshaun Watson's bookstore in Cleveland? Well, that's his massages a million. He's uh, like they're right next to each other. But. Blockbuster in Alaska. <laughs> By the way, did you see? Not to get off topic too much on trains. Did you see that Deshaun Watson had like so another chick came forward, number twenty four. And some article came out saying that he had 66 chicks, 24 of which have come forward, which is a completion percent of 27.5. Terrible for an NFL quarterback. Well, your math is entirely off. I don't know where you're getting that. 20, 24 divided by 66 is not 27%. Yes, but it is. But you want to bet? Uh, no, it's not. It's like 20. <laughs> no, it'd be 30, 37%. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, but you thought you were going off topic. Bringing up Deshaun Watson, most people don't know this. Deshaun Watson, born on a train. He was. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. His uh, his mom was a famous uh, train enthusiast just like us. So she enjoyed going from city to city. All I believe he was born in Atlanta. So she was on the old uh, Pensacola. Just outside of Atlanta, actually. Just yeah. Outside. She was on the well, Pensacola to Banger, the Banger, Maine, which is, you know, Banger. Deshaun Watson, you know, it's like mm -hmm. serendipity, but she was a tour guide and, uh, you know, she just happened to be in the ninth month as she passed uh, through nearby Atlanta or the Atlanta region and uh, gave birth. So, wow. So yeah. how does that work out legally as far as a birth certificate? Do you wait till the train stops? Well, I, I can't believe you're even asking this question. Almost all trains in the United States are now mandated to have their own um, uh, birth birth department oh and well uh, so you, he has, has, has a, a train a birth pastor. certificate yeah right exactly. and the each train has a rabbi a pastor a buddhist monk a sea captain because they can marry people but oddly enough train conductors can't marry people we've been fighting this stigma for years because where if you can get married at sea you, you can't get married on a train what are the what are trains well, if not if not the ships of the land i i know you don't want me to get political but in the 1970s, Richard Nixon was the first person to threaten to pack the Supreme Court over this law where you could not get married on trains. He said, this is an outrage. This is a fundamental right to get married on trains. Supreme Court ruled five to four against that being a fundamental right. Richard Nixon um, said, you know what? We need four more uh, liberal. Uh, and when he said liberal, he meant liberal train enthusiasts. Well, obviously, liberal not, and not, train not love. Their love democratic train. liberal. Well, he no, means you could that you can marry a, scholar a train. Liberal. Yes, right. yeah. yes. Well, just like you know, now you can marry uh, the slippery slope. You can marry whatever. But back then, it was very odd to be able to marry a, a physical object like a sex pillow. But Nixon obviously wanted liberal judges that would allow him to marry a train. Mm -hmm. And when he said, "I am not a crook," what he meant is, "I am not a crooked nail," which of course is what we call people that have ah, penises slightly at an angle because they have tried to have sex with trains, right? The, uh, the huge nails that they bang into the tracks. 
when you try to have sex with a train, especially a moving train, because trains can go anywhere from about 40 to 75 miles an hour, you put your cock against that train, it will bend it. So we call them crooked nails, and that's what Link, uh, that's what Nixon was really into. Although 40 to 175 miles per hour. You, you meant to say that, I'm sure. Well, no, what's, we all I, know I'm the, talking domestic trains, Odie. I'm not talking <laughs> Japanese trains. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those people. I'm not a fetishist. Jason, were you going to say something? I think uh, I think Brian. Well, I, I was just gonna, no, it's okay. I, I just I know that Nixon had admitted to being a crooked nail um, in one of the tapes. In, in the yes, I, isn't that why there was so, a Watergate? The the real reason for Watergate is he wanted that information suppressed, and he was worried yeah, the DNC would leak the, his admission that he was a crooked nail to the public, who uh, at that time. Uh, was uh, the train enthusiast population was like 85%. So, you know, now if you say you're a crooked nail, most people sadly would not know what you're talking about. Back then, people would have been aghast. They would have said, oh my God, we elected a crooked nail. This is unbelievable. So Nixon wanted to hide that information. Yeah, the Watergate tapes, actually, if you listen to the background of every Watergate tape, you hear chugga 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 Trains the entire time. And you know uh, that Donald Trump actually never flew in Air Force One. He rides Train Force One, and is actually better for it was better for security. Uh, mm-hmm. the The Secret Service agents were not as thrilled uh, because they again were you know these modern people who prefer airplanes to, to trains, which is obviously madness. Um, and the media also was, that was really why they were against him. It wasn't a, having anything to do with the, the pussy grabbing or his <laughs> flaunting of all societal norms. That was what norms. the caboose of the train was called, yeah, though. It was yeah, called yeah. the pussy back, the pussy grabbing caboose. But that's what he was referring to. He wasn't referring to the female genitalia. He's, He's talking like, the train. The, the funny, He's talking the funny to part is. the train to a train. You grab him by the pussy. Yeah. Ironic that he said that on a bus. Well, the fu- the funny part is it. about Donald Trump riding on trains is, of course, he had that big plane, you know, that's a Trump on the side. So people assume, Never, oh, this guy's obviously. Ground. Yeah. Yeah. That plane was in. Nobody knows this, but that plane does not leave the ground. It's a fake yeah. plane. It's a prop. It's yeah. a prop. It, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just to make people think that he's in the air when he's actually on the train. It's actually I mean, brilliant for uh, security purposes, but uh, there was other the problems, you know. Yeah. All right. Somebody I mean, said, I don't give him much, but I'll give him props for that. That's a brilliant. Um, oh, sub- sub- agreed. Well, okay. Here's a question from uh, our, our massive viewing audience here. Andrew asks, what's suppressing the flying train technology from Back to the Future 3? Now, Back to the Future 3, of course, took place in the past, but used futuristic technology as Doc Brown adapted it to that, that historic era. Now, I don't know about you guys. I have several theories. One theory is that that is uh, not a real thing and is, in fact, fiction. But my other theory... Back to the Future 3? Are you saying Back to the Future 3? I'm saying the the film is not real. I mean, the technology to adapt trains... We all know the technology to adapt trains. That's a documentary. Floating trains exist. I'm talking about the film itself doesn't exist. It's well known to be a documentary. I don't know. I think you've been conned. I think you've been conned by. Uh, uh, and by I, maybe this is where we uh, disagree. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it's that was, a, you know, very uh, went through all the documentary hoops to make sure it was verified. As, as In my last scholarly article on this, make my brown eye blue shit. 
I call out Doc Brown as being a hysterical lunatic who cannot be trusted. No matter how many documentaries the guy chucks out there, I can't believe a single one of them. Because frankly, the concept that we could, number one, have a Marty McFly out there that's not shaking around, right? I mean, if he's on a train, have you ever seen Marty McFly, a.k.a. Um, Michael J. Fox, act on a train? No, no, no shaking at all. Because the train's mm-hmm. moving. He's well, that's moving. The train's moving. Yeah, you put, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You put the camera right there to watch him. You're trying to convince me they would make a film with Michael J. Fox not on a train? So you're going to see him shaking around? Well, see, Brian, you're getting to the, to the very crux of the most divisive argument in the train enthusiast community. And that's if trains are able to travel through time. And, you know, I, I have to say, I think it's been clearly proven over and over again that, yes, they can. And uh, you know we've we've seen that we've seen the documentary created by we've seen the tape. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen the tape. We saw what uh, happened. So, it went it went off a, a cliff where the train tracks and weren't it there. It is. Yeah, it I, some people just don't want to admit the obvious. And I mean, there's all sorts. There's there's obviously the uh, the wood lobby. Um, mm. God, you know, if, don't get me started. Yeah, I mean, if, if all of a sudden trains don't need tracks, what happens to the wood lobby? There's the coal miners union, you know, yep. uh, very influential. Uh, that's why West Virginia has the most electoral votes of any state in the country. People obviously know that fact. Uh, that's, that's you know, they, want to breathe, they want to that's breathe all the coal to themselves. Yeah. They want to keep it all to themselves. It's um, mm-hmm. sick. That's why so, the song Funky Coal Medina was written uh, about coal originally and then changed to Funky Cold Medina to keep the secret. Kind of like the mm-hmm. Illuminati. It's like the Illuminati of coal. People don't know that. Well, the Illuminati, we all know, are, are traced back to trains. Right. That's how they all met. They would say uh, all, all trains had a central meeting point in in uh, medieval Europe. That's when the Illuminati meet. was. They yeah, exactly. Down. So that's, that, that's, that's still, how they keep their secrets. All meetings, all Illuminati meetings happen on a train. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, yeah. you've done a lot of translation from not only ancient scripture like the Bible about uh, train mythology, train lore, right. of course, predicting trains predicting the future. Some people say Je- that just like Jesus designed the train in yeah. the, the the on on the the, the towel, the, right. the towel that they say is his face was. They were see they don't understand the language. It was the it was the Rosetta Stone, so to speak, to the ancient language. Which, which was the um, the blueprints for what we now know as the steam engine. So you're saying the shroud of Turin was the shroud of terrain. In so many words. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think I had heard uh, one of my professors at uh, Train College talk about that, but he didn't want to get Don't into train it too you. Much. Oh wait, you went to yeah, Train C. I went to Train yeah, U. I, I, well, I, mean, I went. Yeah, I went to Train State before I transferred. Out? Yeah, I I didn't like the professors. Uh, They they were anti um, history. They didn't want to acknowledge where we came. It's almost like they were rewriting history. The liberal agenda. Yeah, exactly. Like this is where Rico's reality. This is where Rico's North Korean train bent comes Mm -hmm. in. Train state. Everyone knows that's yeah. That's the North Korean. We must have talked about this in college after Mm -hmm. I transferred out of train state. Well, naturally, yeah. I mean, trans. I went to Transylvania. um, Mm. My favorite. (laughs) My favorite college. 
Uh, really loved it. Great things. That's the thing, though. Again, you know, so much train mythology is based, or so much of our monster mythology is based in trains. Dracula, right? He's supposed to drink blood. Give me a fucking break. Everybody knows the trains for the longest time, before we had coal, ran on blood. And if you didn't have blood, you couldn't ride the train. So what are you supposed to do? You run out of blood, you bring, you only bring so much blood. What if well, there's people, no, what if, people, what if a cow on the track? So the, another thing, uh, you know, at, at train state, this is, they denied that fact. They said people, sa- ancient, the ancient people sacrificed human sacrifice to the gods. Okay. When it was clearly, no, they're sacrificing it to the train. And obviously the blood would go down into the, uh, the ancient engine and it would power the train and they needed to move. They needed to move wheat. They needed to move. They mm-hmm. moved water back in those days by train. And there was no canal system. They had to move the water by train. Then. Right. And uh, you know, I had many arguments and you know, they just, they didn't want to hear it anymore. They said, no, no, no. And I said, you know what? Enough right. Well, according to the liberal academia in the, those days, they thought it was like a Fred Flintstone situation where, where there were holes in your seats and everybody just moved their feet right. until right. you got until you got a perpetual motion. That's ridiculous. And then the train just moved on its own. Which was ridiculous. I mean, and then until you got to a hill and then everybody would move the, their feet again until you yeah. got to the top of the hill. There's only so and many of these lectures. Yeah, it is. They, that's exactly it what they preached. And I, I could only and listen maybe. to it for so much yeah. and it was, it was ridiculous. Well, what do you guys think of these these modern trains? Like, I know we're all historians. We like classic trains. Again, coal you can throw in, blood you can let out of people's skulls to make the train run. What do you think of these modern machines that run on electricity? Uh, so I'm so I'm told. I, I I don't know if I believe that rumor, but okay. Electric. I've heard. I, I will not step foot on one of these alleged electric trains if they do exist. Uh, one. I like to feel the vibration as we're, we're, uh, you know, the pitter patter over uneven yes. terrain, you know, that makes you feel alive. Obviously you want to breathe in the cold dust. Uneven mm-hmm. terrain, terrain, terrain. That's where the word terrain comes from. People don't know that. Yep. So yeah, I, I'm not a fan and I'll, I'll never, uh, set foot on such a beast monstrosity. Yes, I'm okay with the electric. Uh, I, I'm a little bit more of a modern. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> I, we got ourselves a debate okay here. That. Okay. All right. But here's are, my problem. are you AC or are you DC, Mr. Modern Man? You spent a couple years at the, San, the past has taught us. at the San Francisco College of Trainology, didn't you? I did. I can tell. I, I did. It, look, look, there's nothing wrong with. with Their train with, transfer um, program is the number one in the nation, by the way. Well, I did have to go to county. For two years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, I couldn't just get in. I had to go to county for two years and I couldn't afford it in the first place, but it was all fine. My point is, is that there should be a bullet train from Los Angeles to, to Vegas. And, and, and we all know why there isn't. Because, oh, uh, because of what? The, the anti mole people lobby? Clearly. Because they're using no, all the bullets in, you know, in guns. And if they could just make a huge bullet, um, we could just travel right. It's the right. It's the liberal agenda who don't want bullets, i.e., guns. Uh, th- this is ridiculous. Okay, political, but but that's the, the that that that's the whole thing. The liberal agenda. They don't want the bullet train because it'll affect. Then we'll go. Hey, here's a positive thing with bullets. Exactly. 
If we all agree that trains can travel through time, don't you acknowledge yeah, you that you just said you didn't train... agree with that, Brian? Did, did we change no, your I, mind? I, I no, don't remember exactly what I was. I, I was. Thank you. I, I didn't say trains didn't travel through time. I said that Doc Brown uh, presenting documentaries and, and the film Back in the Future 3 was a fraud. My point is, if we agree that trains travel through time and you got bullet trains going you know, 200 plus miles an hour, what are these trains? Do? They're going to travel through time and just shoot out the other end of time? You think that's safe? Do you think that's reasonable? Do you think that's sane? Well, obviously, you're, you're ignoring the point of the, the messenger train. That um, messages the future that a train is coming. It's all coordinated, just as aircraft have uh, aircraft control towers, and you know, oh, uh, train uh, flight leaving Cleveland for L.A. It's going to land in L.A. At stop uh, talking to me like I'm a moron. I know. Well, I mean, you're the one. Of course, the the messenger train invented by the the North Koreans, as they famously started. With the uh, the test train launches into the future, yes. yep. and this is why North Korea is such a pariah state, is because they are so advanced technologically with their trains that there's jealousy and fear from the rest of the world. Right. So there's been a coordinated effort to starve the North Koreans. They like they you say, can say these what you things, want about Koreans, but you know they use you know. electric trains. But isn't Kim Jong-un a lesson in how we have to be a little bit more careful in time travel with trains? I mean, he sent through, he was on the first train that traveled through time to warn people of the faster train coming. And look what happened to him. He's a young man in a giant fat old man's body. Don't we have to be careful of that? Getting stuck. Well, he didn't. He, I mean, there's certain commandments, as we all know, about train travel to the future and what you do in the future. And you you do not partake in their food because our bodies have not adapted to their caloric intake and how to process that. And Especially Kim Jong-un fell uh, victim to that. He didn't, he didn't heed the warnings, which were obviously uh, set in stone a long time ago by the uh, train wise men that I still read their teachings mm-hmm. nightly. Just, you know, I like to, you know, brush up on it, even though I know it all by, by heart and all the oh, verses obviously. and everything. So we, he, when you heard, he had never seen a Twinkie before, so he was just yeah. mesmerized mm. and had to try it. Tell me about the Twinkie. All right, well, so we're we're already at forty five minutes of train talk here. Train talk shockingly flies by, but we haven't heard from Odie or Jason. What are your favorite trains through history? Well, my my favorite train moment in history, I I mean, you guys are all going to know this. It's probably almost everyone's favorite moment in train history. It's on the famous train train ride from Newark, New Jersey to Baltimore when Babe Ruth drank 120 beers. And of course, Wade Boggs gets all this credit for drinking, what was it, 50 or 60 beers on a plane flight? From uh, New York right. to L.A. Which, or something like which, that, which didn't count because he was on a on a on a uh, layover. Everybody knows that he drank yeah, like yeah. he drank like ten of them on a layover, so it didn't even count. And he had a meal. Yeah, yeah but Babe, Babe Ruth, it was the hundred twenty beers. God knows how much cocaine and um, some F- amphetamines. Also, fun, but, fun fact: cocaine completely legal on trains. Nobody talks about right. this. It's a real loophole for you people looking to travel with drugs or do cocaine or even buy cocaine from a federal government uh, source. Every well, conductor. Right. The that, tracks that, are was, that was a compromise. That was a great right. compromise in 1972 where Nixon had threatened to pack the court, as I said, and Congress didn't want to go down that uh, that down that road. 
but they said, you know what, as a uh, gesture of goodwill, even though we're not going to do this that you want, we're going to legalize cocaine on train. And Nixon said, okay. And that's why when you do rails of cocaine, that's why number one, they're called rails of cocaine. That's the first right. thing to remember that's out there, if you guys are wondering. Ah, come on. I that's can't believe people from. don't get this. I can't believe I, it. They don't put it together. They don't put two it together. That's why they're called rails of cocaine, and do you put research. them in your tunnel. Do your research. That's why. Exactly. It's the train going in the tunnel, and you do the rail. I mean, it's just it's all out there. People just never connect the dots because they're just not educated enough. Right. Well, the government keeps shutting down the train colleges, and that's – I mean, I don't, I don't get me started on that. Well, it's you know it, you can't you can't keep telling people that they have unlimited student loans to go to train college and then start teaching them the facts about train college and have these people walk out of the classrooms and not believe what you're telling them. If we can't believe what's taught in our educational secondary universities, what can we believe? Dude. Jason, your favorite train <laughs> or train story? <clears throat> I, okay, it, it's more of a the this more of the uh, uh, most notable, the one I can't forget. Is it is it the one that hit you and turned your beard gray? No, no, <laughs> no. That was the chain of life. <laughs> um, <laughs> By the way, Jason uh, so, was also the mascot at uh, San Francisco uh, Train College. What do they call you? Choo choo the bear. Chooty, Chooty, Chooty. Oh, Chooty. Choo choo Chooty. <laughs> all right sorry it was a lot of it, it, yeah it was a lot of fun there's a hulu documentary on it um uh, uh of, of like mascots um uh i i uh, yeah it was a fun time but you know you only get so many years yeah um anyway so when i was um about uh, 11 years old there was the um the inaugural trip of the Gamblers Express, and it went from Philadelphia to Atlantic City, much like my my proposed bullet train from L.A. to Las Vegas, which is why I know that the the the, the technology is there, which is why I know that it, it could work, um, mm-hmm. or or maybe not. I didn't finish my story. So there is a uh, I lived in a, a town called Berlin, New Jersey, and um, we were watching the inaugural um, trip on television, on ABC six. Okay. Mm. And there was a, there was a, a, a reporter live from the train. She was, she was reporting from the train and all of a sudden in Berlin, she a Japanese, Jersey, Japanese, Japanese reporter. She was just a lady. I don't fucking remember. Susie, so take a train. Yeah. Huh? Susie, take the, Susie, take the train up. Japanese. Maybe. Maybe I don't remember. It was a long time ago. It was a lady. She had brown hair. Loved her, but she's she's reporting from the she's reporting from the from the train, and then and then all of a sudden there was there was the 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 camera, and there was a lot of hustle and bustle, and there were screams. Children were screaming bloody murder, and you didn't understand why. Um, and then they cut out. And what had happened was a, a madman had driven his. <laughs> he was against the technology. He was driving he had, a jeep. That it is his friends ad- from a bar. <laughs> it was <laughs> and a Rick, and he backed a, into the train. <laughs> it was a Toyota pickup truck, and you can look this up on Google. He 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 uh, put his. He, I don't know. Nobody knows if he wanted to end his life or if he was just um uh uh, uh what, what do you call it a dullite a, a, a an anti. He was against the technology. Oh yeah, he had a luddite. A, he was an anti trainer. 
he was an anti-trainer. He was a he was a Rayleigh Luddite, and he yeah. and, and he drove his tight, those pro we horse. Talk, we call he, anti, he was, we call anti-train people uh, track homos, right? Track homo. And he pulled his truck onto the tracks, um, and he was able to get around. This is why. This is why now they have those things that come down. Yeah, he the gates. His truck, the gates, the gates. Of the I know lights. you know what they're called as an expert. I know. Stoppies. Train stoppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah stoppies. Yeah. Car stoppies. And so he 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 drove right onto the track, turned his turned his truck off, and just waited. And and the train, uh, it was an automatic train. That was the technology. So nobody could see through the shields, the windshield. There was the windshield. And, it, and, and the train just boom right off the tracks. It was actually kind of scary when I saw your your film earlier because it looked a lot like that. Um, and it just came right off the tracks. It took out three churches. Oh. Um, but here's the thing: all the no same religion. Ever... Don't know why they were. Don't know why they were so close together. <laughs> just build one big church. Was everybody said? Why did they build one big church? All Protestant. <laughs> well, and and um, the the thing was though. Gamblers took that as a sign, and and no one would take that trade ever. It was called a ghost. It was called the Ghost Gamblers mm. Express. After that, because no one ever took that train ever again, because they were afraid that it would be bad luck once they got to Atlantic City. The, the thing is that everybody knows once you die, everybody thinks people haunt houses. Nobody haunts houses. Once you die, you get on a train and you go to heaven on a train. Everybody knows this. Right. Well, it's not. It's not about the ghost H-E-X. on the train. It's about the bad luck. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's good luck to go to heaven. This is crazy. These people are. I'm not arguing. Side, side tangent, but important part of that story is those three churches now, one casino. So you know. It yes. Okay. One big casino. With the so now you don't have to go as slots. far. You don't have to go halfway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also the reason why they now have. The uh, sugar, the sugar casino in Philadelphia. That's how they were able to get that um, those laws pushed to Pennsylvania because nobody would take a train from <laughs> Philadelphia to Atlantic City anymore, and so they, they were able to push that through. Now you have the sugar casino. It's right, sugar is that what it's called? Uh, yes. I mean, there are multiple casinos now in Pennsylvania. Whatever that uh, is, all, all yeah. from all from train destroyed churches, which is again why trains are you know my number one oh. thing. All due to that one incident, really, that I, led well, to the well, toppling of the... I uh, hate to correct you, but multiple incidents involving trains derailing. But I would argue trains don't derail on their own. Again, if you're known to mold people building them, they're going to derail. Or people can go on and, and cause them to, re- to derail. People that want casinos can derail these trains. And every casino built today has been built from a derailed casino. Okay? A derailed oh. train. Derailed train. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely a uh, part of train the ecosystem where, where people, uh, train enthusiasts don't want to waste anything. So they say, you know what, there's a purpose for this. There's a purpose for this. And, you know, it's the ultimate green technology. Uh, there's all this talk about uh, Tesla and, and electronic Fords and all this nonsense. Trains are well known to be the most green transportation available anywhere. Plus, they're, they benefit all ecosystems, no matter what. Anything they touch is known to be is known to prosper. Flowers you know? literally grow next to trains. Exactly. Literally. In 100%, listen to this, 100% of out-of-commission cabooses are libraries. Yeah. That's that, or, or small diners. That's true. Well, That's true. I, 
I think that's going to wrap up train talk. We didn't get much into the technology other than, yeah, we started off on a technological bent. I think we got away from it. So if we, uh, if we do another trains episode, we'll listen to the response from the audience. If the audience wants more trains, we will gladly do more train talk, but I know we all have a lot more facts. A lot more facts and a lot more about the inner workings of trains. We didn't even get into those, the interlocking gears. They, you know, they, they call them skeleton boners that go around the wheels. Mm, We didn't even get into skeleton boners. A lot more to talk about guys, but regardless, I'd like to thank everybody here. Jason, our special guest. Thank you, Jason, for doing the graphics and for being such a train expert out of San Francisco, uh, train college. Odie say, uh, again, you know, give people your credentials. So we, uh, we know where you're coming from. Uh, I, I spent, I did spend a year at uh, a train state and then, uh, you know, I actually, I, I, I had a rough time. I drank too much a little bit and I had to take, you know, a year off. And then I went back to train community college locally in Pittsburgh and then back to finish up at uh, a train state. Well done. Enrico. Well, I got my PhD uh, from uh, Polytrain Technical Institute, um, oh, San yeah. Luis Obispo. PCTI. So, yep. I did my uh, dissertation on the uh, self-building trains that are, are coming. You know, uh, this technology is fascinating, but obviously that's a whole – I did a whole dissertation on it, so I can't cram that just in an hour. But that's just a brief rundown of my credentials. And, uh, and yeah, I, I didn't know we, we were talking about, you know, Rico calls himself a doctor. I actually went to medical school and um, with a focus on the use of huffing coal um, to cure diseases. And uh, every I mean, I don't want to I don't want to brag. You know, you guys well, know it seems about, like you're trying you know, to one up me, but go for it. it, 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 it fine. You guys does. know I about mean, the papers I've written. And, we're all doctors uh, you here. Know, the, we're- Yes, Odie. and and We're all, all of doctors. all of the, the the miracle drugs that have been created due to my research. But I yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to brag to start with. Well, naturally, and of course, I am uh, Brian, and I I went to uh, Transylvania University, as I've said, and my of course expertise is in uh, also like Odie became a, a train expert, but also went to medical school to cure crooked spike syndrome crooked crooked nail syndrome if you do uh, put your penis against the train and you need it straightened out i am of course the number one resource in the world to straighten out that dick so you can crooked it right back again much well, like bruce banner needed to he, fix yes. his own problems yes well he you came to me first to, you you wanted to fix your own crooked, crooked i had to, yeah i well you know what uh what is it uh doctor heal thyself or uh, yeah doctor heal thyself yeah doctor heal thyself When you have a problem and you have a solution, you have to fix it. So anyway, that will do it for this train centric train spurts episode. Rico, would you like to take us out? Uh, As a note, uh, ode to Jason's mascot and the fight song. Choo, 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 choo.